0: Tired, but formerly known as Dr. Liz Wayne. Yes, and I'm exhausted, formerly known as Dr. Zinyao. and we're the PhD and it's the end of the semester. Yeah, it got real. As people like to real. say, so there's this um, a line, a famous line in western poetry that gets quoted a lot for the academic situation out of context, which is, April is the cruelest month
1: oh i didn't I didn't know that
0: yeah it 's actually um from t s eliot 's the wasteland huh and it 's sort of like it, the poem is considered to be like one of those modernist classics that is about the disillusionment of modernity and To say that April is the cruelest month is usually seen as being ironic because it's like, oh, we have so many things in the Western canon that are about how like spring is about renewal and rejoicing and joy. But actually, like he's trying to ironize it by saying it's like actually the cruelty. But actually, the funny thing is that it's not ironic at all for any of us in higher education, including our students, because everything is due. Everything has to be graded. Everything has to be in. Mm -hmm. Um, And Liz and I have been through quite a lot and there's a lot coming up this month. And wait, in wait, the past wait, month. Wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. For me wait.
1: the science equivalent would be the PhD comics shit just got real. Oh? Which I usually post at the beginning of the school year. And it the picture is there's a guy uh there's a person at the board and he's teaching the class about imaginary numbers and so how do you make an imaginary number real? You square it. So shit actually just got real and shit got real yeah and, and that's how i feel <laughs> shit just got real
0: you brought the math i bought the poetry that Dude, seems I about right it
1: and it just became a minus one and you're just like what i mean it gets real and it's not always and it's negative you know you can't start from the positive and be there you gotta start from the negative
0: i guess yeah. that really is a commentary on on our lives <laughs> but yes we are the of as an academia about culture yeah, and social <laughs> just justice across academia. the STEM <laughs> humanities. I don't know. This is how wow. burned out we are now. Um, thanks for a pod our past a pod, a podcast. Wow, a
1: podcast about academia, and
0: culture, about and social and justice, and justice, and justice across the STEM so- humanities divide. <laughs> Sometimes they also add these other addendums, depending on who's listening. Cause it's like, I
1: mean, we can add whatever we want. Yeah. I know, because, like,
0: the other ones, I sometimes, like, oh, and I'm like, oh, we specifically support women, especially women of color in higher education and beyond higher education. Like, it's also about, like... We support I think,
1: woke white guys.
0: Yeah, cross-racial solidarity, all these other things, depending on who I'm talking <laughs> to at any particular time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure listeners are... <laughs> If you're in higher ed at all, like, this is not news to you about how brutal this time of year is. And if you're not, then it probably comes as a surprise. Um, There's also an episode that we'll eventually want to update where we talked about springtime renewal and rejection that we've had several friends reach out to us to say that they've re-listened to. So not only is this a really busy time for year of us, this is also when people get rejections back for everything. So solidarity with everyone, rejections from jobs, from from. Grant applications, from postdoc applications, from yeah. program applications. April is cruel, or our spring in general is cruel. April in...
1: showers bring mm-hmm. May flowers. Or
0: May end of term. What could, what could <laughs> our quote
1: be? No, that's a phrase.
0: I, I know, I know, I know, but like I was trying to think of how we could adapt it to our context. But <laughs> thanks for our listeners for being patient. It's been like March also was cruel and tough. <laughs> so you may have noticed that we took a couple of weeks hiatus. And then uh, we went to do yeah. really, something really fun with one of our former PhDV's mm-hmm. guests. Do you wanna talk about that list? Since I've been dominating the conversation.
1: I I thought you liked dominating things. I was gonna let you do your thing. Um <laughs> I was happy with the situation. And I'm gonna stay above ground. I'm gonna stay at the high road. And not take that analogy where it could go. But we went to Earlham College in Richmond, Indiana, and it was an amazing experience. The students were wonderful, Mm -hmm. and Zion and I both got to talk about our research, and we had a podcast episode, which hopefully we'll be able to share with you guys, or you guys can catch on the Facebook Live, Um, you can hear it, like you were actually
0: there. And see us. See all the fidgeting and, and everything you don't get to see when you see listen to a normal the episode.
1: See how I feel like I should start carrying around my own light source because the melanin was not showing and I'm really upset about it. Not not upset enough to like change it, but I'm upset.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, but that's just a general dark skin problem, hashtag dark skin problems. But going back to things that matter, the episode that we. We'll show it one day. But also shout out to the 600 people who tuned in on Facebook Live to watch it yeah. while we were doing it. There's that now over
0: 1,000 views apparently.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's over 1,000. I think around 1,300 or so. And Yeah. It felt great. Ming listened to it. He told me he watched it. Oh really? That's so cool. I know. Like why were why weren't you doing more cool things on Friday? I should probably stop. you know, but, we should stop saying that. I should see, stop saying that.
0: That was what one of the many things that was amazing. This was a Friday night on a college campus and people came out to see us. People wanted mm-hmm. photos with us. I they mean, wanted photos. Yeah. They like, thought we were an inspiration. Yeah, we're we're told for inspirations. And also Liz came more prepared <laughs> than I did because Liz had a business card and then these students were standing um, near and were looking sort of me awkwardly and like, so do you have a business card too? And I'm like, oh, I, I don't. It didn't even occur to me. And then we we're like, you can write your
1: name on my business card and give yeah. it to them. Like, yeah. You can find it. It's totally cool. But the students were, again, the students were amazing. It was great to talk about my research and have people getting questions. And
0: uh-huh. um, yeah, I was just really excited. Yeah, just to um, to lay it out for our listeners, so Liz and I gave individual research talks, um, and then we gave a joint talk, and also mm-hmm. we had, we visited classes, we had lunch with students, uh um, mm-hmm. student even wanted to visit with me on my own, <laughs> which was surprising, I remember she's like, oh, I loved your talk, I can't believe I'm actually getting to talk to you, and I was like, well, yeah, here, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, wow, this is, but it was so cool. Like it felt so inspiring to talk to them, and like their energy was amazing. Like even before my talks, students were coming up to introduce themselves and like ask me questions because they were so engaged. They were so wonderful, and the faculty were really great too. Which might have to email some people, but yeah. mm
1: mm-hmm. And shout out to Michelle Tong. Professor Tong is doing
0: an amazing job mm-hmm. with the students at Erlin. Yeah, I I really liked what you tweeted, Liz, about how. It really made us understand like the impact that we have and also programs like Vanguard STEM mm-hmm. have for like these campuses that ha- might have less access to like resources d- related to diversity or academia. Like. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I would even more
1: broadly than that, um, the difference between being at a research school and a small liberal arts college, because mm-hmm. The Small Liberal Arts College is a very nurturing space, but it's also a bit confined. And so being able to have outside speakers come in and talk about things that you may not have an expertise in and the faculty already is very good, like a a great opportunity. And the other thing is that most of the faculty are highly, heavily focused on teaching. So getting the current research there can be a challenge and i i know talking to some faculty there like this is like a breath of fresh air being able to talk about research like what's currently happening and i think that social media platforms allow people to get that access where it's it's more accessible and it makes it easier for your campus to participate in those things
0: Mm-hmm. and so one thing yeah. that michelle does because she's a, also a wonderful research. person is that mm-hmm. she i think she holds like weekly perhaps like vanguard stem viewing parties well yeah they happen once a month and oh, okay, she and has students yeah. there yeah. yeah
1: yeah and of course you know having our podcast and having people be able to say well we don't actually have a scholar who studies this but there's a guest on the podcast and we can talk about this and we can kind of use this connection for role models and mentors and just this expertise that we don't get. And so I really got to see that kind of
0: play itself out in that environment. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a really energizing experience. I say it was energizing what's happening, but also I was quite exhausted. <laughs> I was oh, so no. tired. I crashed um, after I left you. <laughs> oh, see, but at least I was crashing in front of Liz. Like actually before our last talk, it was it was a long day and our talk was scheduled again for the for Friday evening and so we had an office where we were meeting people, but when we weren't, I was sort of like slowly dissolving into the mm. ground out of exhaustion. I may or may not have laid under the desk at one point and Liz turned Oh, Do you off the feel lights. better now? You seem to are you better? I think Physically. so. Like, I, I was also sick during this for our listeners. Like, I was having some really terrible, like, cough and sinus infections. So, like, as I was giving my talks, like, half my head became blocked and I couldn't hear properly, and I was being really exhausted. So, yeah. I also I think well, that it also illuminated some of the challenges, uh, not over only of being a small liberal arts college, but um, something that happens with a lot of institutions of higher education, um, depending. And depending on different areas of the country that we could talk about, there's a lot of tensions perhaps between the school community and like the external and the surrounding community. Mm -hmm. Often those differences of class and and race, and that's something that we saw quite a bit. Um,
1: Yeah, absolutely. We, um, in addition to just like the access you have, maybe that's intrinsic to it, but um, just seeing how students of color or students who were not maybe. Um. Yeah, <laughs> students students on any spectrum of like the non-normal identities, yeah, non-dominance or really yeah. seem to um need this talk. Need us to need us to be there, and we felt like they really gravitated towards us, mm-hmm. and they wanted to talk about things.
0: And because, um, like, based on our talks, yeah. we would say that, like, wow. The- the student body seems to be almost like a majority student, students of color, but probably that's not the truth. But also, remember that one girl sh- showed up for you for your talk who didn't say she didn't understand science, but she was so excited to see like a, like a your poster on campus or something oh, like yeah, that? Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: And she still, I still don't know her name. She never talked to me, but it, that's definitely... I think, yeah, she's too shy to talk to Liz because Liz is such an impressive and imposing Which figure. She's hilarious. But, um, but I, I, I totally... I totally get it, and I I definitely understand that that is. There's so much. There's such a derf that anytime you see it, you know that's kind of what people need to hear and what people need to get. And and you could really see that, and in the questions that people kind of asked and the way they hovered, and then sometimes people don't even have questions for you so much as they want to tell you things, mm-hmm. and which means that they really want to be heard in the way that they didn't feel like they are being heard in any other atmosphere. And I think that also really came out to me. Um, I'd already known this kind of thing before, but every time you, I think you see a new student, a new face, you get to see a different side of it. That had been my first trip to Indiana, Same. and it was interesting. I always, so with everyone I met, both on campus and off campus, I tried to, you know, ask them how they like their time here, what they think of the places, ask them, you know, how do you get to know the place? And that was also interesting, but not surprising, because I think that this is not the only place where the college campus may be really blue, and the rest of the the town, like you, you cross the street, and it's really red. Um,
0: Confederate flag up at least one house I saw.
1: Oh yeah, there was a Confederate flag, and and uh,
0: the Jesus, the Jesus signs. Are you going to heaven or hell? That mm-hmm. was you also when on you the hit, highway. Yeah you know when you hit campus because all of a sudden there's all these black lives matters signs uh, on (laughs) every house the houses yeah
1: yeah paired with the stories of how someone vandalized those signs and then yeah and i think that was actually what happened it was only in one house first and then someone vandalized it and then all the houses put them up
0: oh okay i think so
1: yeah So So it was a good experience overall. mm
0: -hmm. So it was something energizing, but this also explains a little bit why we were so busy. Also, Liz, at the time of this recording, has something really exciting coming up that she's preparing for.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm preparing for my TED Talk. Um, And yeah, so that's exciting and nerve-wracking at the moment. And a lot of, I need to put more work into it because I want it to be great. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't want to waste this opportunity.
0: <laughs> mm. You're not going to so. throw away your shot in the Hamilton
1: words. Oh, I'm not going to miss my shot. That's yeah. right. Maybe not I should put it away on my, my shot. playlist. Yeah.
0: Because you're young, scrappy, and hungry. <laughs> I hope Danielle listens to this because our friend Danielle just got to see Hamilton in San Francisco. Oh, anyway. yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. You know what? I, did I ever tell you about how I got over Hamilton? What do you mean by over Hamilton? <laughs> I'm looking you know, into your face right now. I was I was I was into the okay, okay. The thing is I'm listening to the soundtrack and I'm okay. like, Oh my god, this is amazing. It's just as amazing as everyone says. <laughs> and then um, it's a really long soundtrack, and mm-hmm. maybe I just don't have that attention span. So, like I do with all TV shows, I decided to go to Wikipedia, because I'm like, I don't know about Alexander Hamilton. I'll look at the, what happens in his life. I want to figure out what happens to this man. And then when I realized this, how this man died, mm-hmm. and just kind of the, the, the antics, and I was like, this idiot. And I don't... <laughs> He just kind of like went from like, wow, Lin Manuel Miranda is making him look amazing and kind of a great
0: person, and now it's like you. Oh my god! Yeah, he's complicated. I don't think I like you anymore. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> feel like it should be necessary to put a spoiler alert on something that was like over two hundred years ago, but <laughs> right.
1: And so I didn't know. And then somehow just knowing was like, well, I don't want to listen to the rest of this soundtrack. But it's, like it's going to a... be stupid. And then I just like, okay, I'm good. I'm done.
0: So you didn't finish it? <laughs> no.
1: So I know what's of... going to
0: happen. I know, but they deal with it, like, I think in really interesting ways. But like how, to, how the wife responds, what that means for history. And like, and now mind you, I think I got
1: like 70% the way through. It wasn't like... Okay i got through enough it was just like wait i've been listening to this for like an hour i can't do this
0: yeah it's because it's the full musical
1: i know and i think that's also i do this every time judge me if you will Mm. but (laughs) he's already judging me i'm just saying go go i tend to really like things and then realize what it actually is and then realize i don't but i don't like this thing like i get excited so you're hot then you're cold in theory, I like musicals, but in practicality, once my body gets in the theater and realizes I have to sit still for two hours, I don't know. I don't always enjoy it. Okay, um, like
0: I love musicals.
1: So orchestras are hard for me. What about but theater, in theory? So- but when I talk about it, it's like, oh, I really like this. This is great. I want to hear this sound. I want to go to this event and have this cultural experience. And then when I get there, I'm like, oh, God, please, don't you dare encore. But don't what about you dance?
0: But you like, co- con- so this is so interesting to me, because like, on the other hand, as we may have talked about it in the past, like. You get to stand listen- and move. Yeah, but you like, can listen to whole albums. And I usually can't listen to whole albums, oh, but interesting. I, can si- I can sit watching an opera or a musical or a or play no problem.
1: But I can do other things while I'm, I'm not sure if I'm always just purely only listening in mm-hmm. pure silence and reverie and respect to that album only. I might Fair. be driving. I could be walking. So you're I could be doing my album. homework. I could also stop the album and then listen to it some other time. Um, and I don't know. So I do I think it's more I don't know what it is because I, I can go to the movies mm-hmm. but I think musicals are this and um, orchestra theater type things is something that I have a hard time.
0: Yeah, I guess it's a different spectator culture as well. That's probably it. I'm like, oh, why did I sign up for this? Oh, well, if anyone has free tickets, send them to me for if there's certain things and send them to Liz if there are others, I guess. Now you know. I know. And I
1: feel like I should go to Hamilton because. but and i probably will i mean hamilton's gonna be in raleigh next year but i know exactly how this is gonna go oh my god hamilton's here and then i get my ticket and then i'm like oh god oh god can
0: i leave now hopefully the spectacle Uh. of it will well anyway (laughs) don't you sound so depressed for me (laughs) (laughs) you sound so depressed for me (laughs) i guess it's just surprising that's all Oh. But there's been a lot of good things happening as as busy as this semester has been. Like, <laughs> we actually, we haven't talked about Get Out at all on the podcast, have we? Uh-uh, we totally haven't. Yeah, some friends did ask if we could do a round table, but I'm afraid the rest of the semester happened. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we could do a square table. We could do a line. Because it's the two of us? Oh, a Coke line.
0: Oh. No. Uh... Well, In comparison to doing awkward. a Pepsi line.
1: What? Oh, God. Is this get a it? reference
0: to the Kendall Jenner thing?
1: Pepsi line. Do a Coke line instead.
0: Oh, oh, well. Yeah, for hashtag the resistance. Hashtag Kendall Jenner. Mm, mm. Sorry, guys. I'm also eating dinner. Chicken tenders are amazing. They are. Um, mm. Your chicken <laughs> and your tender. Do you, want, do you want me to continue talking about get out mm, or... Mm. Mm, mm. Mm, I had mm, a thought. Mm. I had a thought. It's gone. Oh no, okay. I had to rub
1: my temple. Oh, maybe that piece of chicken will help. Um, Should mm. I
0: change the subject? No! No! No, you have to stay on. Okay, okay. I don't even know we're staying oh. on because you don't even articulating yourself. There was an article. Okay. So
1: somebody in Oregon actually handed a judge a Pepsi can.
0: Oh, I saw that. I saw it. Isn't that crazy? I know. It comes <laughs> all around that was so funny yeah the memes around it have just been absolutely fantastic i think there's something like i'm happy to be in a moment where like like okay on the one hand things like that terrible pepsi campaign happened and for example the whitewash ghost in the shell but i think that there's such a lively counter discourse of why these things are wrong that we can see a backlash happening so Mm -hmm. that offers offer some resistance to these being like unproblematic dominant social cultural phenomena Mm mm-hmm And so, hopefully, that will make its impact eventually so we don't even have to push back against these things. Who knows? It
1: was so epic. The flash, like them, (laughs) the response was just so epic. Mm -hmm. And I really, really want to know who thought this was going to be cool.
0: Yeah. Well, they said, like, probably the person. Because you remember, well,
1: I saw this link. I think in 1971, I don't remember if it was Coke or Pepsi, but they did a similar theme where someone put a flower into the nozzle of a gun. A white guy put a nozzle into a flower into the nozzle. The
0: Kent State 1970s campus shootings.
1: Oh, okay, never mind. That wasn't a Pepsi commercial. Okay.
0: No, well, it's a reference to the fact that, like, uh, during the the, anti-Vietnam protests and whatever, during, um, yeah, several decades ago, like, that was one of the iconic images, and then it gets parodied a lot.
1: Mm. see i feel you like might have thought that was cool um but they told it was and the, the way they tried to play diversity like really oh,
0: yeah. i wonder how the wow. color on the set felt like there's that one scene where like kendall jenner whips off her blonde wig and whips at a black woman yeah and which has also been made into a meme now
1: <laughs> yeah Yes. I don't, again, I don't know who. They They problem. need a, They need a hotep guy there. They need like a mad conspiracy theorist person there. And they might, normally they're crazy, but I think in advertising, they're like, mm-mm, can't do that. Yeah, can't do like that, because that means that.
0: Yeah, someone has to say no.
1: <laughs> or listen, well, I, I mean, it- who knows what happened there? Because one thing I've been thinking about with this is that the critique has been either A, some they need more people, diverse people in the room making decisions, or B, mm-hmm. they need to listen to them. And it yeah. almost puts a lot of responsibility on like it's implicitly saying if I am the black person in the room, it's my obligation to say mm-hmm. something, to stand up. I don't As know, it's just
0: building it. Or what if a
1: black person was there and they thought it was cool. But they don't but their their view of blackness to say was cool with that. Whereas yeah. they weren't like. Or the
0: fact is like just because if they're the only black person in the room and perhaps if they're the one employee, obviously they're going to feel awkward if everyone else is there and they know that it might like impact, I don't know, their success or relationship. I'm just curious the as
1: if there's a better way we can we can try to have this conversation that doesn't put all the responsibility on the person of color or the disadvantaged yeah. person in the room to be the one that has to say yeah. something, I think Other we Other people need to be educated too. Like, else. white people should also be able to understand why something is bad or wrong. I was
0: going to say, like, because even if there was that person in the room, if they're the only one, they could have been sent to the sunken place.
1: <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what kind of laugh that
0: was. What? Yeah, like a sort so of strangled cry. But, I
1: mean, I do think we all could be that person of color in the room and we could be like, oh, I'm tired. I don't care. Or I think there are some times where, like, I think I'm woke and I'm like, oh, I didn't understand. I thought that would be cool. Like, I, I have to really be yeah, careful right. about how my sense of humor can be reflected because me joking with a friend is different than me joking with an audience. Or me joking with a friend in front of an audience, yeah. like what these things mean, yeah. and like having, being able to decipher, distinguish when that's with my friend. Like, well, I think this is funny, therefore it's okay to be funny to everyone else. Versus, I know this is this. I can see why you thought this was funny, but I think this will has larger implications. Actually, I know you don't watch Blackish, but that Blackish episode that came out recently was really good because Dre is in advertising, mm-hmm. and. Um, Okay, so then a black rapper who's played by Chris Brown ha- is uh, going to be a spokesperson for a wine called MUVA, Uva, I forgot what it was, but the, they were like, so we're going to put some Uva on it. So the video is all about them putting the wine on things to make it better. At one scene, they put wine on a black woman and she turns white. Put oh some God. UVA on it. And it's like putting UVA on all these sorts of things. And everyone's like, Oh man, we love it. It's gonna make tons of money. So Dre thought that was funny. His coworkers thought it was funny. His children thought it was funny. His wife and his mother didn't think it was funny. And he was like, How come I can't be an artist? How come I can't that's funny? How come I can't do this? Or like, you know what? I'll make a lot of money and it'll help our family. Why can't I do this? And it's like, hey, you can't you mm-hmm. can't afford to not do this. Like when you say I have bad perceptions of black people it hurts us all for decades anyway it was like a really interesting message and like I think something that we all have to confront because I do think that sometimes people sometimes you just want to be a scholar and you don't want to be the black scholar you want to be a scholar first right you don't want to be a woman first but there are ways in which their inequalities in a system prevent us from having that privilege in the way because if we do try yeah. to exercise that privilege, we're actually denying not only ourselves privilege, but we're making it harder for the next woman, the next Asian person that comes in.
0: Yeah, We can never attain the abstract universal as much as we might want to. Not in this better.
1: current climate, no. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, a tough yeah. reality to face and try to remember, especially as we do get more privilege or if we win something, to realize that like we can yeah. make it, but that we don't ever make it.
0: i wanted to um sorry since i i think you're probably like have you ever watched the original ghost in the shell or have you ever heard of it no controversy
1: but please talk i want another chicken tender
0: (laughs) enjoy the chicken tender um masticate it masticate it as i talk
1: you know i have to look that up really you couldn't just say chew
0: Don't be funny. Masticating. To say. anyway. So Ghost in the Shell is this really iconic um anime movie which was adapted from a series of comics, uh manga. Um and then it's also been made into like his also iconic series and a couple other movies. And so just at the end of last month it was finally came this really controversial production just came out where they changed Motoko Kusanagi, who's the main character, into Scarlett mm-hmm. Johansson. Um, and so I this has been the chip on my shoulder lately because even though I have complicated feelings about the Ghost in the Shell franchise generally, like anime is like as Liz knows, like she I love anime. anime. Um and it's it sort of to adds insult to injury for me cuz in the past, like some of Scarlett Johansson's roles previously I feel have had this um Anti-Asian bents, like for example, Mm -hmm. the movie Lucy, where she becomes a superhuman that's like becomes super evolved, and of course it has to be a a blonde white woman. But like, there's a scene that is shown in the trailer where she is, I believe in either Hong Kong or China, and she asks these two um, Chinese men, like, "Do you speak English?" And one of them starts replying in either Cantonese or Mandarin, and she shoots him. And that's supposed to be funny. Wow. Yep. I've never seen that. Or the fact that like, even though she's supposed to be held in this. Yeah, it's supposed to be supposed to be held in a Chinese uh, prison. So there's like Chinese characters around to show it's like so Chinese. But like obviously they didn't have Chinese people working on set in the same way because like some of the the characters are the wrong way around. So it's just like these sort of subtle things that I think become really manifest several times fold in this Ghost in the Shell casting. Uh, I think there's been a lot much more much better and much thorough, more thorough takes online that can talk about either race and anime or the specifics of the Ghost in the Shell movie. But I did want to bring that uh, one meme I thought was pretty funny as well, um, where uh, Asian-American activists were like backla- having a backlash against it and making the different memes. And I saw this one thing is like, black Twitter is looking at Asian Twitter, like good job or something like that. <laughs> and I just, so I've just seen a couple of different variations oh, of that being like, oh, they're like, and it are sort of like, oh, we're learning from you guys. And they're like, oh, you, you're doing Those a good job. Amazing. And I thought that was pretty cute.
1: Yeah, I kind of wish people would just say, listen, I'm a movie star. I got this opportunity. I'm not going to turn it down. If it wasn't me, it would have been some other white chick. I really would appreciate that response Mm -hmm. other than the like, but guys, at least a woman's getting this role. Like I heard that she made some comment that um, women really get this role. And it's like, but can you actually still say that?
0: I'm also so tired of the way that a certain type of feminism tends to be brandished by these A-list white women who are like oh yes feminism only when it comes to their paychecks being unequal compared to their right male stars jennifer paychecks. lawrence like, that's the only time it tends to be evoked yeah
1: yeah and fight that battle but also don't say like, that your movie is, is fighting yes, like... the battle like don't say that you getting the part mm-hmm. when you know an asian person should is fighting the battle that's you getting money like you're not you're in a place of privilege I don't know. Just mm-hmm. just
0: be honest. Yeah. And also there's so much whitewashing in anime adaptations. Like, I, I, This is probably also not on your radar, Liz, but this has been a really hot topic in my community is that uh, there's being this Netflix adaptation of a very popular manga and show mm-hmm. called Death Note that has whitewashed the protagonist.
1: And Actually, so- isn't it just weird to have a white character in an anime? When, like... Like, in a
0: in an well, habitation?
1: If you're going to make a movie about it, but the animes themselves are all, like, based in Asian countries with Asian-looking characters. Yeah. Although they are fictional characters, they're still, like... Yep. It's very clear. It's not like... Yep. It's not like um, Batman... Well, I don't know. Batman had Bruce Wayne, but... Therefore, like, we know what Bruce Wayne looked like. But there's
0: like they're, it's from a particular culture these are like some people say who don't have as much knowledge about anime talk about how anime characters look white and in some cases it has to do with like a particular history of the way that um, anime as a genre was was based off of and modified from western cartooning forms but also it's the case that for if people watch a lot of anime is like the characters often when like there's nationalities for characters the japanese characters do look a particular way that's different from other East Asian characters, but they're still definitely Japanese. Mm. Like, it's just, it's a different set of social, social visual norms. And like, there's a lot of things to be said also about, yeah, but also like there, I think there's a complicated history that I can't get into, but there's really great articles about like, the reason why there's this particular influence in anime has to do with like the post-world war ii american imperialism that was imposed on japan like there is like also a xenophobic streak within uh japanese culture that is very like racist towards even other asians there's there's a lot Mm -hmm. of other complicated factors at play but it doesn't come down to some simple thing like oh that character sort of looks white so we could just change her to be white
1: yeah Uh... So we're still doing this, and they're still writing the same letters, and they're still not getting the message. And I guess it'll still continue because people will watch this movie.
0: Hopefully, apparently it's oh, doing it's out already So at least the contrast. Oh well. Yeah, okay. it's out already. It lost. It was um, lost number one spot at the weekend box office to this terrible movie called The Boss <laughs> Baby, which is about a baby who's a boss. What is my understanding of it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> I know. So, <laughs> like, uh, baby. Scarlett Johansson lost to Alec Baldwin oh as a cartoon baby.
1: Oh my god! You know, if it if it weren't for Trump, but also like the contrast is like
0: would be really down right now.
1: But his Trump pres- his Trump impersonations on Saturday Night Live, I think, have given him a revival.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. And also, well, Thirty Rock. But I was also gonna say like. There's also such a contrast to the fact that I hope that Ghost in the Shell continues to bomb, but again, Get Out (laughs) has (laughs) gone way over the $100 million um, mark and shows how there is a market for socially, racially savvy movies that are written and directed by people of color, especially black people.
1: Not to mention, I think he... Something I thought about afterwards, if you think about who likes horror movies... I think it was the perfect genre to actually get a mix of, um, and I know I'm kind of binarizing the world in terms of black and white, and there's so many different people in that. But, Mm -hmm. yes, Zion is pointing at herself.
0: (laughs) But anyway, yeah, no, I get Um, your point.
1: I don't like horror movies and... um, And I wasn't going to, I didn't want to see this because I don't like horror movies. But then once someone told me the premise, the scary part about it was being that black person when you're all your white friends and their family. And I was like, that shit's scary. And I was like, okay, I'm down. Mm -hmm. I got to see this because that's scary. Just like that sentence was scary. And it's hilarious because I don't think people understand why that would be a scary statement when like yeah <laughs> last weekend was proof of well it's not white scary. people anyway <laughs> but um mm-hmm. yeah i so i think that i also think i was trying to say that i think some people came in thinking oh this is just a scary movie and not really understanding the racial context that so it was able to pull in people without like having like an overtly and i know that sounds weird but some people didn't understand that it might be about race and thought it was to be a scary movie And then they came, and there are people Mm -hmm. who are like, no, this is definitely about race, and I'll forgive the scary, supposedly scary part about this movie, and I'm still going to go see this movie. So, like, it just managed Mm -hmm. to bring...
0: To the point that Jordan Peele had to clarify The Sunken Place on Twitter.
1: About this nature, right? Where you would have people who, like, Mm -hmm. went in because they wanted to be informed or feel validated.
0: Yeah, it's been just... A fascinating phenomenon, and it's I think it's interesting. Like, okay, so the, I feel like the sunken place is now it in is. pop culture discourse, but also, like, even between me and Liz, we have used like you know, get out everything, like, as in, like, oh, we just had a get out situation, <laughs> <laughs> and we know it, like, people know what that means yeah. right away.
1: <laughs> I have definitely like signed, sign. yo, this, I think. This is a get-out moment. Dying, I don't feel this. This whole weekend feels like the get-out. I'm, just, out. Like, I'm just, what? just saying.
0: And you it thought not, my body might be in the basement. I mean, it was just so
1: so eerie looking. It was such a, you know, like <laughs> it was set up. It was perfect. perfect. It was um, yeah, but we're not talking about the movie.
0: Um, mm-hmm. The movie was great. I guess maybe we should still do. I think we should. To we'll so see. we're gonna
1: stop. So you should tune in okay. the next time when we are more
0: focused and mm-hmm. not eating chicken tenders or at least Liz's. i don't have any You're chicken about to go tenders. To a gala hey.
1: zine's institution has four galas a year because they green college upc and uh, she's about to go get glammed yeah. up and um be introduced to society
0: i guess in this case it's You're mostly a a society of, of other academics but yeah. i'm a woman now i'm a uh-huh. my debutante ball <laughs> Man, it's also a nice break from the fact that this week has otherwise been me about trying to figure out how to do my U.S. and Canadian taxes. It's been I haven't awful even done my U.S. Anyway. taxes yet. I should. Yeah. There's just like a lot of complications being an international person, especially being an international person who spent six years in the U.S. and now has moved back to Canada. It's just been a lot of, a lot of emails and a lot of calls. But anyway, I believe taxes are important. I just wish I could just give them the money.
1: It's my money and I want it now. Hmm. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. That wasn't fair.
0: You're trying to help the American government. Did build you want to talk anything wall? else about. Oh, God. That's the thing that I do resent. <laughs> oh, so Liz initially proposed, I think, I forget if it's through text or a message, was like, sign, maybe we should do a, a episode oh, about yeah. how tired we are. Is there anything um, you want to add to I... our tiredness?
1: Stress makes me tired. Stress makes me feel like sleeping at eight is a great thing. It makes me feel like I deserve uh-huh. that Oreo. Um, it, it makes me want to look at the ceiling. Oh, that's depression. Um, stress makes me
0: depressed. It's so hard to tell the difference between these things, but also like they're all, all yeah, together. They're all together. I the
1: travel, I just have been feeling sick. I've been generally feeling not my best. And um, I'm trying oh, to... Yeah. Um, so the way I've been trying to deal with that is just kind of, Recognize my stressors. Like, hey, you're about to give a TED talk. Obviously, that's a stressful thing. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. You are trying to. You have just been traveling. You're trying to be a boss. Um. Yeah, it's hard. So yeah, you left your dishes in the sink and then left for four days and then came back.
0: I mean, so I'm like, don't get mad at yourself. Just put them in a the dishwasher. You know, do uh-huh. your laundry. Reminding myself not to be mad at myself has been important. Yeah,
1: there's clothes all over the floor because you were looking for something before, you know, that's okay. And so, like, this whole week, it's sort of been like rather than trying to force myself to like clean everything all at once, um, I've just, and I want to, but also, like, when you get busy, it's kind of hard because you gotta, I need to write something, I need to prepare for this meeting, mm -hmm. and I can't invest the time. You have to allocate your resources. So, I've been telling myself, okay take out your trash today that's your thing you did the next day do your laundry put it up Uh next day like do your dishes and I'm like it's not going to be clean that one day like you would like it to be and how organized you want your life to Uh be but based on the resources you have now and the time you have now and for me it's also sleep sleep is what's going to make me feel better and so even though my brain Uh is telling me that I should you know, be probably doing closer to all-nighters to kind of feel like I need to catch up. I actually uh-huh. even been saying, no, sleep is actually what's going to make me feel better and be more productive during the day. So I'm not compromising my sleep, which means I'm compromising other, like, chores and things like that. Or So just doing one thing a week and hoping by the end of the week, like, things get back to order. And then when the weekend comes and I do have a little more time... I can, like, do more of that, but just really trying to, like, Mm -hmm. pace myself and to give myself some leeway and understanding and (sighs) trying to breathe. I think I might even schedule a massage because I think my body needs it. Yeah. How are you coping, Zine? Oh,
0: flashback to that great time. Well, I guess I feel feel similarly, like, especially since Stress also really takes a toll on me mentally and physically, as mm-hmm. it do, as it does everyone. Like I've been trying to be patient with myself, even like oh, so here's here's a funny thing, and then I'll have an academic thing. But like Liz may have had mishaps with house plants in the past. I recently had one <laughs> too, um, so Don't it's hate. not quite as epic Don't as hate. yours, Liz. But um, I was really proud of myself that I decided to get some like green green things in my living space because people say it's like better for your health and of course like aesthetically it's nice. So I got these three succulents that I called my starter succulents, Mm -hmm. like starter Pokemon, and I named them after the three Mm -hmm. original starter Pokemon because they look sort of look like them. There's Charmander, um, Bulbasaur, Mm -hmm. and Squirtle. But since I came back from our talk, um, from the talk we did at Earlham, like the poor things were dying. Like, I thought that, you, you know, succulents are supposed to be able to survive, but, like, so I tried to, I repotted them, and I rotted them. But one of them, I kind of, I was too enthusiastic when I was pushing it down to get the water, so I broke the majority of its oh leaves. Oh, my God. I know. Sometimes I, I, you led I have to a death. problem with using excessive <laughs> force. So I was, like, sort of, and I'll crack, 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 crack. Oh, Mom. no. But, but also, like, one thing, I'm, one reason why I'm tired is, like, After next week, um, I'll have been done my fifth visit to the U.S. for academic purposes of this Hmm. year since January. Um, So just all the travel is exhausting to me. And everything, every time I'm, of course, prepping for other things and having to get ready to network and prepare and stuff like that. Going through
1: customs and dealing with the new guests.
0: Yeah, and so like that varies a lot because like one time I did get um, detained and pulled aside because like formerly having a, a student visa and now not having one like confused them for a while so I like I got delayed for an hour but fortunately I got to the airport early enough it didn't affect me and like other times it 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 varies a lot like sometimes I get additional things swiped because I don't know my stuff looks yeah. suspicious but every time it's uh, it, it all sort of adds up and like in all of these cases, all the cases so far, I've also been like flying different time zones. So, so that probably has like, added to the yeah. tiredness. Ha- having but a body being patient can be cool. and just pacing
1: myself and is really helpful. And just being okay with things not being perfect. Like thinking, I can do a lot of things, but they're not all going to be done very well. So, what do I need to be done to be done very well? And then, what are the other things that like I can actually deal with them like? being on the sidelines for a little bit. And, um, uh-huh. you know, if I'm being honest, I, because I were talking about like what it's like coming back from a trip or from doing work somewhere that uh-huh. was my cups, my dishes, right. That was like, all right, I'm going to let you sit there again because you're just like
0: uh-huh.
1: cups and plates and stuff. And, um, I, I need you yeah. to sit there or like, I'm not going to put my clothes up right now. I'm going to keep going through and finding my underwear
0: <laughs> from the basket or <laughs> from yeah. the dryer or whatever. I think that's a really good point because it's like the cost of doing this type of stuff, which is necessary for academic careers is never just the work for that singular event. There's all these other additional costs yeah. that you don't really see in terms of energy and time. Yeah. And at
1: some point, Actually, I don't know. This doesn't happen that often. This is I often use my surroundings to be like a checkpoint for me of like how stressed I am because I usually don't let things get really bad um, so for me, uh-huh. like okay, hmm, hmm, let's do this um, but I have been to the gym twice this week, which is great, Woo-hoo. and I'm gonna go again tomorrow um been figuring out manage like life hacks like you've been doing taxes I've been hmm, my debit card I think it got sent to the wrong address so just and also no. like you know it's first of the month so bills are due and you know I usually set these on yes. auto pay so to, to but you know with my credit card and my debit card being out of play I've had to re I have to be in, create be creative about figuring that out and so even mm-hmm. with that, I've had to literally, literally tell myself, okay, Liz, you know, this stresses you out. It it would stress you out even if you were like in a very good mood and you're not in a good mood right now. So just keep that in mind. But this all this, you find this very stressful in general. It, it would be stressful to anybody because it's a really unfortunate, odd circum- set of circumstances to happen so close to each other. But but you can do this. Mm hmm. Just do it now and don't let it build. Don't let it, don't wait.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I really feel like my, my poor succulent is the symbol yeah. of my life right now. That, you know, it, it was, I, I starved it because I was negligent and like looking after other things. And then I put too much pressure on it, like huh. literal pressure and I broke most of it. That's but it deep. might still survive. It might so, still survive. Yeah.
1: I think so we'll still that, survive. I think I'll even make cupcakes this weekend.
0: A squirtle. Ooh, Liz makes the best cupcakes. I I do make pretty good cupcakes.
1: And then I'll have to give them all away. Oh my God, Zine! before we leave, because we do have to end our pod. Um, So (laughs) there's a guy in my lab um, who is just the funniest person to me. Um, So he's just... I would say we're friends now, but he doesn't, he just gets so riled up about things that it's just really funny. So he came in to the office one day and, you know, I was talking to someone and he was like, excuse me. And I said, Oh, what, what's your problem? And then he looks at me and he goes, you know, when's the last time you waxed off your, your peach buzz, peach buzz. I know! And what? so the thing is, we normally do these kind of quips Rude. with each other daily.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Um, and we kind of jokingly keep score. But he's, n- but that was low. That actually hurt. Like, because I actually do feel like I have a peach buzz. Like, I always think about that. As we all do. Right, but I'm always like, is it still here? Like, I'll, Like, that's the one thing. Like, if you had to do a, like, beauty thing... I would be really sensitive about that. Except so he didn't know I'd be sensitive. He was actually mm-hmm. joking. You know, like he was just saying stuff to say stuff. So I actually got mm-hmm. up and like tried to kick him out of the office. <laughs> and um, I was like, "Wow, no, that really hurt." I was like, "That's my line. Don't. You can't do that." Mm-hmm. Like we just jo- like just so you know, this is it. But
0: now you know, listeners, this is off the table. <laughs>
1: um but but the funny thing about it is that once he realized that like that hurt my feelings he overreacted so like whatever reaction I gave he was like five times over like, oh no Liz I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I didn't mean to do that I was just kidding and he he apologized so much so that I actually felt better because now he was in agony and I could yes. so now I've been holding it over my him <laughs> so I'll walk over and I'll like put my hand over my mustache and um, <laughs> and he's like, Liz, I'm so sorry. And he's like, Liz, if it makes you feel any better, just kick me in the butt. And I said, I can't kick you in the butt. And then so he turns around and he starts dancing in front of me, like five feet away from me, but shaking his butt, like you can, you know, kick me in the butt, Liz. Look at right. like right. like, enticing target. <laughs> and then I said, just so everyone in lab is aware, I wanted this to be stated for the record: a black woman was not in lab. It wasn't a black woman that was in lab shaking her butt. It was a. It was not a black woman. The black woman in lab was not shaking her ass. You know. So I said that.
0: And this is how the science gets made, like, people. He
1: was like, "Well, I'm half black." And he just kept going with this explanation. It was just really funny. And I think I could only put it just with this from him, him because he literally just, like, just walks into these traps and doesn't know that I'm laying it for him. Or he gives me so much more ammo that I'm like, I don't even know which part of this is the funniest because it's all hilarious.
0: That's how I feel about you sometimes, Liz, when you make accidentally dirty comments. Hmm. Anyway, oh, maybe that that's
1: that's an awkward story, isn't it? That's really long. Anyway, he's really <laughs> funny. Lablo. he's really funny and now uh, again people walk around making fun of him and you can hear he's so loud about it you can hear him down the hall i didn't mean to say that that wasn't his fault i'm getting really dark now Mm. because the light's going away here and now you can see my glasses time difference
0: zion any last thought for our listeners take care of yourselves it's the rough time of year if the weather's get nice to you like try Sorry. to try to get out and do your work or oh wait also wow get out get out if you're gonna well oh my god we, we need to do an episode on this but yeah we
1: will oh sign oh anything what? you're currently listening to no reading
0: you always have the best um, thing i just finished reading oh my god well this is something we should i should have talked about more extensively but i just read lawrence hill's the legal people might remember that title because chanda talked about him being his work being really formative for her when she did her phd in canada was wondering what it meant to be black in canada and he he's responsible for doing the amazing award-winning book that was also made into an amazing miniseries called the book of negroes (gasps) and i got to meet him yesterday and he was so awesome yeah i was his um one of his co-hosts for his time at UBC at Green College so um like he gave both a, he gave like a talk at the Vancouver Institute a talk at the English department and then yesterday a talk at Green College and then I escorted him to dinner and so we um did dinner with him and then we also did a fireside chat with him and I got photo nice. with him with all my friends so it was and he was amazing he was so wow. amazing so yes I just read his latest book The Illegal and also if you haven't read The Book of Negroes oh God, go do that's that. amazing. It wasn't this week, but last week I got
1: to talk to Dr. Paula Hammond, who is amazing. Doctor Paula Hammond is a chemical engineer at MIT. She's actually the head of the chemical engineering department. And Ooh. she makes these really cool um nanoparticles that kind of unwrap layer by layer. So think of a Kit Kat bar, but it's a circle, a sphere. And how the Kit Kat mm-hmm. bar has like a chocolate layer and then a wafer layer, and then another chocolate layer and another wafer layer. So think like drug one, mm-hmm. drug two, drug one, drug two. That kind of unle- unleash itself as they're ready.
0: Oh, okay, I want
1: to. Wow, guy. stay on fo- focus. Stay with me. Stay with me. Stay, stay know, with I me. I know. I know. am just saying. I need you. She was amazing um she's a boss. She publishes like seventeen papers a year. <laughs> she just got oh a- admitted to a few academies. She's a black woman um she's just she's just so elegant. It was so hilarious well, not if not it, she wasn't funny, but the air that she gave off was just really like, "I want to be you," but saying that would not have been cool at all, so I had to play cool the whole time like yeah 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 you're right that's that's very um yeah i i also like these particles that was the the ph wasn't a really yeah yeah yeah
0: endosomes have phs that are lower yeah you're right you're right (laughs) and that's why it was so funny going to earl and have people like be excited about us we're like oh you're doing that to me never know who you might inspire Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's where we are.
1: That's where we're thinking. We hope you are motivated by this. Um, we would love, actually, if you guys have questions for us that we can answer on the podcast. So feel free, feel free to email us at PhDvsPodcast at gmail Follow us on social media. So we're on Tumblr, Facebook, and Twitter at podcast and SoundCloud and Stitcher. If for our Android users. Um, we really appreciate all of the support that you've given us. We love you. Um, you guys have made our lives better, truly. Yeah, thank you so
0: much. Hang in there. <laughs> right. Bye. Bye.